Hey friend, welcome in. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Mike McCurry and this is Bible Tracked Echoes. I am so thankful for each and every one of you that have taken time and joined me right here. Grab your Bibles. I've got mine open in front of me. Turn to 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17. If you have chapter markers or, or maybe you've memorized what certain chapters of the Bible are about. I'm not saying you've memorized the entire chapter, but Maybe there are just some little flags that go up when certain chapters are mentioned. You may know the direction we're going today. You say, I don't have any of those memorized. Yes, you do. How about John 3? Of course, you might start thinking about John 3:16. That came from a conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. You know about that. How about Psalm 23. Beautiful passage. The Lord is my shepherd. Here's an easy one. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning. Well, 1 Samuel 17, if you need a little refresher, we're talking about David, a young man named David, and his arch nemesis, Goliath, right? Well, wasn't his arch nemesis too long? I'm letting the cat out of the bag. We know what happens at the end of this chapter, right? Well, 1 Samuel 17 is where we find our place today. Let me say, if I can, to each and every one of you listening in right now, how much it warms my heart, how blessed I am to be speaking to you right now. I pray you had wonderful holidays. I hope you've had a great beginning of the year. If you've fallen off the wagon, a little bit with New Year's resolutions and all that. Pick yourself back up, dust yourself off, and get moving. It, you will not be perfect. I, I realized recently as I chip away at the masterpiece I want my life to be, it may never, as I try to free myself from the stone in which the life I want to live is shrouded in, I may never be able to see the masterpiece the way I want it to be, but it's definitely, Lord willing, and the church don't rise, it's definitely going to be a lot closer tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And by the end of my life, you keep working, uh, it'll get a whole lot closer. So I encourage you, a just man, a righteous man, fall seven times, but he riseth up again. So don't get too down on yourself. Keep it up, keep your chin up, and keep moving onward and upward. First Samuel 17 is where we will find our place while you turn there. Let me tell you about a gospel tract. I've got one in my hand right now called The Best I Can. It begins with a little illustration of a man throwing himself into New York Harbor and doing his best to swim across the ocean. And you realize that's a long, long way. Of course, the Pacific Ocean is bigger, but the Atlantic Ocean, it's plenty big enough. Something is going to happen to you if you try to swim by your own might. Even if you say, I'm doing the best I can, you're not going to make it. The cold, your energy levels, the sharks, who knows? Something's going to get you. You will not make it, even if you do the best you can. Well, the same is true for heaven, friend. You cannot get to heaven just doing the best you can. This gospel track tells about that. I'd encourage you, if you like this gospel track, go to BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. Maybe you're thinking of someone that you know. If you ask them, how do you know you're going to heaven? What they would say is, I'm doing the best I can. If you know somebody like that, go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org, and order some of this gospel tract today. I encourage you, leave tracks behind you like breadcrumbs everywhere 
you go. Now, 1 Samuel 17, I'm going to begin reading in verse number 20. We're going to do something a little bit different. We've done it before, maybe, but instead of giving you one main thought, for the five broadcasts of this week. Realize Bible Tract Echoes is on Monday through Friday on over a hundred different radio stations and on podcasts, and the video version is on YouTube for those that can stand looking at my ugly mug. But realize, oftentimes I'll take a thought, a main thought, and we'll break it up in five sections. If it's longer, maybe even 10 sections over two weeks. But today, I'm going to do something a little different this week. We're going to give five different thoughts for the five days. We will actually, though, begin. Our first thought will be in 1 Samuel 17. And on Friday, if you stick around, if the Lord lets us, we might end in 1 Samuel 17 as well. 1 Samuel 17 and verse number 20, the Bible says this, And David rose up early in the morning. We're jumping right into the middle. There's some context before this, but you'll, you'll get the drift. And left the sheep, David left the sheep with a keeper, and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army, and David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words. And David heard them, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have ye seen this man that has come up? I want you to imagine the fear that is dripping from their voices. Have ye seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. We know there had to be at least a little bit of trepidation a little bit of fear in these men's hearts because even as they give the good news of what the reward that is waiting for the man that does this great feat, none of them are volunteering. Verse 26, And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And of course, they kind of said it in verse 25 and verse 27. And the people answered him after this manner, so shall it be done to the man that killeth him. Now, in verse 28, Eliab, his eldest brother, you realize David was the youngest. His eldest brother kind of mocks him, kind of puts him down, asks him, did you just come here because of pride and wicked and naughtiness of your heart? And David answers him, verse 29, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? And we may talk about that a little bit more uh, the last day of this week. But I want you to notice in verse 31. And when the words were heard, which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. So it was a standout thing. It was a big deal for someone to have a desire to have a little bit of aggression, a little bit of a forward-thinking attitude to think that that guy over there, he shouldn't be saying that. And somebody needs to do something. Everyone else? not just twiddling their thumbs, but had their head in the sand. Verse 32, David said to Saul, Let no man's heart 
fail because of him, because of Goliath. You can realize this guy, different commentators say different things, but number one, realize the average height of people back in this day, very likely, I'm not going to quote some archaeologists, anthropologists and all of that, but from what I have read, they weren't as tall as your average American. I remember I was over in Southeast Asia, curled up in a public transport with like 15 other people in a 12 passenger van, it felt like. We got out at a rest stop type thing, and uh, the gentleman I was talking to, he had been practicing his English. He looked up at me after I unfurled myself, my six foot two. I'm not massive, but I'm a little above average. He looked up at me and said, you are huge, he, as he looked up from about five foot tall. So people at different lands have different heights and all that type of stuff, as an average, I should say. And back in this day, the average height was closer to five foot than it was six foot most of the time. And so when Saul was head and shoulders above everybody, he was probably six foot, six foot and a half, something like that. He was a big guy himself, even by today's standards, relatively speaking. But Goliath, commentators tell us he was eight, nine, maybe ten feet tall depending on how you count a cubit. He was a big dude. David says, in spite of all this, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth. And he, speaking of Goliath, a man of war from his youth. But get this, and this is where the thought comes from today. Verse 34, David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant, verse 36, slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. Now, I've got a question for you, and you understand where I'm going. Can I make a little bit of a sports analogy? I don't do that incredibly often. I enjoy sports. I enjoy watching them. I don't have time to. I don't think I've sat down and watched a full football game, whether it be college or any high school, anything. This year, been a very busy time. I've enjoyed the service of the king, but it doesn't mean I have a whole lot of time for sports besides that, right? But let me make a sports analogy. Do you know what a heat check is? What's a heat check, you may say? Well, in basketball terms, when you are on a hot streak, maybe you're shooting from downtown, you've knocked down three or four three balls, you're three-pointers from way back. We have sometimes, and I remember playing pickup ball every once in a while, I'm not a good ball player, basketball player, but you'd have what's called a heat check. If you're making them, you might as well shoot again, right? Let's check how hot you are. Are you still on a hot streak? Launch it up again. 30 feet from downtown, just chuck it up there. See, And every once in a while, boom, swish, it goes down. Boom, swish, it goes down again. Even if you bank it off the backboard and it goes in, you're still on a hot streak. Can you think about David here? I want you to think about what he's saying. He's saying, this Goliath, he's nothing but a heat check. I'm on a hot streak. He's not bragging on himself. He's talking about what God let him do. Yeah, I'm a young boy, King Saul. 
Yes, I'm not. I, I may be 13, 14, 15. I may, I may be a teenager of some kind, maybe 17 years old. But regardless, relative to this man, a warrior trained from his youth for the purposes of killing. Yeah, I, I don't stand much of a chance except for the fact a couple weeks ago, I killed a lion. A few months before that, I killed a bear. And this guy, he's no better or bigger or meaner than they are. Friend, think back on what God has done for you. You realize if you're breathing right now, take a heat check because you're on a hot streak. God's blessed you. I don't know what circumstances of life you're dealing with right now. You are blessed and it's time we start living like it. Go do something big for God. My prayer today is that you have a great day for his glory. We're going to come back with a different thought tomorrow. I'd ask you to tune in. Thank you. Thank you for listening in. As I've already said, I'll say it again. Have a great day. Have a great day for his glory. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.